Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, and Reese Briggs. Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities. Two Bits. Thank you so much. That was very kind of you. No. Thank you so much for being here today. Your presence lightens up the room. (laughs) That's only because I'm reflecting the positive energy your personality is throwing at me. Yes, I have that positive energy because of the warmth your attitude has on this room and on this moment. This moment could not have happened without your amazingly giving smile. A smile that radiates love and warmth and everything that's right in the world. You make it so easy to smile. I'm trying my best not to smile too big because the joy in my heart and being with you at this moment might make my smile so big I'll break my face into a million smiling little pieces all over you. Oh, if your smiling face did break all over me, I would take each smile piece, wrap them up in the love I feel in my heart, and give them to people who don't know what pure joy and love and warm, fuzzy feelings are all about. Fuzzy feelings, wuzzy wheelings, buzzy beelings, ooh, 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 all come out of me right now, feeling your feelings that are leaping out of your heart, your eyes, and your inner thighs. My thighs tremble knowing the power of your thighs' feelings. My feelings that course through my whole body make me want to run a thousand miles to the highest peak and scream the happiness that is bursting out of my soul. I understand your feelings, but I want to skip the same distance that you would run like a wild stag and somersault at the top of the mountain peak to physically demonstrate the admiration I have for you for running so far and so fast while being completely vulnerable to the elements. The elements could not stop the fiery force that I would become to have one second to hear you breathe, breathe, breathe. And I would hold those breaths to make sure I could hear your breaths. (gasps) Why? Why what? Why would you want to hear all of my breaths? It's like I can't do anything alone without you hovering all over me. I just want to enjoy the essence of you being alive and vital and celebrate your being on this earth. Yeah, sure. You just can't help micromanaging everything I do, right down to the breaths I take. Well, this sure turned quickly. How should I react, hmm? You tell me exactly how I should react, and then I'll react that way so you can think you have some control over me and the way I feel. But you know what, pal? You don't have control over anything. Nothing. Not a zippo. Where did this conversation go wrong? We were just talking about how much we love each other, and boom! Now all you want to talk about is how controlling I am with you. I'm sorry, baby. You're right. That was weird. 
I'm sorry I went on that cerebral detour. I'm nothing without you, and you will always be my booby-wooby. Say booby-wooby again. Booby-wooby. I guess you were right. I like being in control. Four bits. When I was younger, just a bad little kid, my mama noticed funny things I did, like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies, and when I was done, I'd find a pussycat bashing its head. That's when my mama said, What did she say? She said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to let your natural tendencies pay. You'll be a dentist. You have a talent for causing things pain. Some be a dentist. People will pay you to be Suck up that gas, oh my god. He's a dentist and he'll never ever be any good. Who wants their teeth done by the Marquis de Sade? Oh, that hurts. I'm not numb. Ah, shut up, open wide, here I come. I am your dentist. And I enjoy the Six bits. Game show. Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game. There are three topics in each game and three questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and questions. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. As host, I can change the point total whenever I want. <laughs> Our players today are Reese Britz, Terry Elliott, and Anita Ruth. 
So we have three categories today. Terry and Reese, you are our new uh, contestants. So uh, Terry, we're going to give you the choice of either having Shakespeare, geography, or mix and match as your category. Geography. Geography. Okay, our first question in geography, Terry. What Colorado city owns its own glacier? How the hell would I know that? <laughs> well, you wanted geography, so I thought maybe you just might know that. So, since you don't... Uh, I don't know, Reese, something at the top of a mountain, Aspen? I don't know. Uh, Aspen is incorrect, so Reese or Anita, do you know what Colorado City owns its own glacier? Steamboat Springs. Is not correct, Anita. How about you, Reese, I guess? Colorado Springs? No, it's Boulder, Colorado. Come on, folks. Boulder. It's Boulder? like a great big, you know, glacier thing. Okay, question number two, Terry. What... In order, are the three biggest cities in the United States? L.A., New York, Chicago. Uh, you have the correct cities, but not the right order. Anita or Reese? New. Oh, can okay, I go? go ahead. Okay, yep. New York, L.A., Chicago. That is correct. Uh, Reese has a point. Reese bolts into the lead. All right, our third question, Terry. <laughs> what Middle Eastern country would you visit to zigzag through Zagazig? Oh my God. What Middle Eastern country would you visit to zigzag through Zagazig? I have no idea. <laughs> Azerbaijan. I don't know. Welcome to the quiz game show. Anita <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Reese? Egypt. Egypt is correct, Anita. Nice. Very nice. I don't know where she pulled that out, but that's a great answer. I beg so your after, pardon? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> after one round, we have Reese with one point and Anita with one point. And Terry, well, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. So, Reese, you can pick <laughs> Shakespeare or mix and match. Let's do Shakespeare. Shakespeare for Reese. Okay, our first question, who kills Macbeth? Macduff. Correct. We got a point. Very good. Our second question. Who does Mark Anthony call the noblest Roman of them all in Shakespeare's Julius Caesar? Antony. No. Julius Caesar. No. Terry, you got a guess? Nothing. Brutus is the answer. Oh, darn it. Oh, okay. So we've got two points so far, Reese. One more question. What was William Shakespeare's father's name? William? <laughs> no, that's incorrect. Terry or Anita? Richard. Richard is incorrect. How about Terry? Robert. No, it was John, that beautiful name, John. <laughs> mm. So anyway, after two, uh, two rounds, we have <laughs> Reese with a little lead, two to one over Anita, and Terry is still trying to break in. Okay, Anita, you have mixed match. Who immortalized the line... I never forget a face, but in your case, I'll make an exception. Who immortalized the line? W.C. Field. <laughs> I did the best impersonation I've ever done. And you guessed W.C. Fields. That's incorrect. Uh, Reese or Terry? Can I hear the impersonation again? Yes, you can. I never forget a face, but in your case, I'll make an exception. Oh, I am so... Groucho Marx. That uh, you've already not gotten the right answer. Can I have, I'm gonna, can I'm I have gonna, a half a point? No, I'm going to take a point away, Anita. That, what? That yeah, Anita, what was that? Of. What was that name? Groucho what? Marx. Yeah, it, it's Groucho Marx. Good try, Reese. We're going to take a point away from you, too. And I'm going to give both of those points to Terry. Now, Terry has two points. Okay. Anita, your second question. Where did my point go? Uh, 
You answered twice. I took it away from you. And who did you give it to? I gave it to Terry. Oh. I'm the, I'm the MC. I can do that. Okay, our second question, Anita. Who died 10 feet from where John F. Kennedy died? Who died 10 feet from where John F. Kennedy died? And we're looking with a concerned face. Anita, any answer? Clark Gable. No, Clark Gable is incorrect. <laughs> Reese or Terry? Who died 10 feet from where John F. Kennedy died? Mrs. Kennedy. No, not Mrs. Kennedy. <laughs> she lived very long after he <laughs> passed away. And Terry's just shaking her head no. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, 10 no, feet really? away. Yes, really? really. You think I make this up? Okay, <laughs> Anita, for your third question. I thought and of that. You, th you should have said it. <laughs> Our third question, Anita. You should take time. a point away from her. I should. <laughs> but I, didn't, I didn't blurt, though. No, no, no blurting. That's good for a violinist. Okay, so our third question, Anita. What did Winston Churchill reply when Lady Astor noticed that if he were her husband, she'd poison his coffee. What did Winston Churchill reply when Lady Astor noted that if he were her husband, she'd poison his coffee? That she was poison enough. No, that's really, really a good answer, though. That That's really close. Do I get a, a half a point? Uh, we'll see. Reese, you think you might have it? Maybe. Um I think he replied, if I were your husband, I'd poison myself. <laughs> that, that, that's, I'll give you each half a point. The correct answer is, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. <laughs> so anyway, this is amazing, but we have a tie between Reese, Terry, and Anita. This is like the first time three people ever tied. And so we're going to have an extra question here for our contestants to see who breaks the tie. All right. It's in the category of art. What color is the tablecloth in Da Vinci's Last Supper? Anyone? Yellow? Cream. Yellow is incorrect. Cream is incorrect. Anita? Red. Red is incorrect. Blue. Blue is incorrect. Brown. Brown is incorrect. Orange. Orange is incorrect. Black. Black is incorrect. White. Blue. White is correct, oh, Reese. White. You have a winner, Reese Britz, is our winner of the quiz game show. You like me. You really <laughs> like me. We did. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>《How was the movie explosion, space crash, murder excitement?》《It was okay. Anything exciting?》《Not really.》《Oh, well, we had a bit of a scene out here, you know.》《That was a that yawn. That was when some onlookers got involved. One woman who was leaving Sporty Sport Sporting Goods Store pulled out a metal baseball bat and whacked the knees of the guy kicking the car. I could hear his kneecaps crack from here. Ugh, he was swearing a blue streak when I started to hear sirens. I'm hungry. Well, an ambulance got here, but it turned out to have been hijacked by some bank robbers. They pulled a heist around the corner at the State, County, City, USA, National American Bank of Fidelity and Trust. Cool, can we go? That was when things really started to get interesting. You see, it turns out that the guy who got 
hit and then got his kneecaps busted was an FBI special agent on assignment to watch for bank robberies. They had a tip that this was going down today. He pulled out his gun and started firing at the robbers in the ambulance who couldn't get through now that traffic had started backing up from the spectacle. So the robbers returned fire. There must have been 20 cars between them. One was a flammable gas tanker. Look, I'm sorry the movie was so long. You sound more more. Well, 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 as anyone could have guessed, the tank got hit and exploded most spectacularly. You must have felt it in the theater. I watched as a huge chunk of tank shrapnel rocketed skyward and hit the engine of a commercial jet getting ready to land at the airport down the road. The engine exploded and the plane spun out and crashed into the main terminal. You, 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 You can see it smoking ruins from here. This has what to do with me? You'll see. That was when the flying saucer you see over there descended. Three tall green creatures with bulbous eyes came out and said that they were passing by the solar system and saw the immense flash of the explosions and came to investigate. But the ladies coming out of Sephora made a crack about their shoes, so now they're in the process of overthrowing our government. Who would notice? Well, NATO for one, uh, Russia for another. World War III has begun. Cell phones, power companies, nuclear silos are all being hacked and hijacked. Oh my god, please stop. I will literally die of boredom listening to you. That's how this news got out. Remember Jessica from high school? Yeah. Why? Her messages got hacked, and it turns out she is cheating on Brett with Lex. What? How? They were perfect for each other. They met in my algebra class when she dropped her pen and and their heads bumped while they both tried reaching for it. Yeah, shit fell apart. She's leaving Brett. What's happening with their PlayStation 5? It's a custody battle. Brett is threatening to smash it. Oh my god. Why would you wait until now to tell me? You waste my time with idle gossip about who knows what when something actually serious is going on. We have to save it. Well, get in. Let's go. No, not that way. There's that stupid alien spaceship blocking the road. Go around. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer of the day. And my guest is fantastic vocalist and actor and all-around cool guy, Reese Britz. <laughs> Reese, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Uh, so I think you should sing first, and then we'll talk later. So what do you got to sing? Oh, I will be singing Maria from West Side Story. Oh, can't go wrong with that. No, you cannot. It's such All a great right. song. <laughs> The most beautiful sound I ever heard Maria, 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 Maria All the beautiful sounds of the world in a single word Maria, Maria, Maria Maria, 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 I've just met a girl named Maria, and suddenly that name will never be the same to me. Maria, I've just kissed a girl named Maria, and suddenly I found how wonderful a sound can be. 
music playing Sing it soft and it's almost like praying Maria, I'll never stop saying Maria Oh, Reese, that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, and I think we forgot to mention it was Anita Ruth on the piano oh, uh, making that sound great. So lovely. Now, I heard you talking about this song last summer when mm -hmm. we were doing a few things, and you kind of offhandedly said, or I offhandedly heard, um, that uh, you wanted to sing this song, you know, one, because it's beautiful, but two, you felt like you would never be able to play the role. Yeah. And... Uh, can you explain why you said that? Completely, yeah. So, uh, I mean, with West Side Story, it's stereotypically it's been done where as Tony has been white and the 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 Jets have all been white and the Sharks are all Puerto Rican, um, and as a as a black biracial artist, I didn't see myself in this show at all. So it was. Me telling myself, oh, I could never sing this song. They would never look at me for Tony because I have a darker complexion than than stereotypical Tonys have been. But nowhere in the show does it say he has to be white. He just has to be not Puerto Rican. So last summer, I was just like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing this song because it's beautiful. It sits well in my range. And also, who says that I can't sing it? Who says? Like, I'm I'm going to take this, and I'm going to sing it, and I'm going to do it well. <laughs> well, and you certainly do. And well, thank you. Yeah, and just along those lines, are there other roles or songs that, that now that you've done this, you feel like, hey, I could do that if I want to? Oh, completely. It's, it, it's the new change that's happening right now with theater. Um, you know, in the past, we have only seen sorry to say it, white people, white folks being cast in leading roles. And a lot of these really great parts have only been for white people, quote unquote, for white people. Mm -hmm. And it was just because they weren't casting BIPOC artists in those roles. We can still do those roles, but it's so hard to get out of my that mindset for me that's been drilled in like, oh, you can't sing this part. You can't be this part because you're not white. You can't, you can't be this lead in this show because it's a white-based show. But in reality, those shows aren't about color 
and I can be those roles because it's just about the human experience. Shows are about human experience, and I experience those things too. So, of course, I can sing those roles. And so there are a lot more roles that have been opened up to me and opened my mind to be like, oh, maybe I can sing this now. Okay, let's let's challenge myself and sing this now. So, yeah. Cool. Are there any roles in particular that, that you have your eyeballs on right now? Oh, honestly, I, I'll be completely honest with you. No, there's there's no part that right now in my mind excites me. Oh, yet oh, I think oh. that my part that is going to excite me is is being written right now. Oh well, I certainly hope so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion in the theater world about where to go. Yeah, you know, and and um, you know, it'd be. Terrific to see you in any role, if you ask me. But of course, you know, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> if I could be a casting director, that'd be a different thing. Well, why don't you tell them that? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I will if I have a chance to. So, uh, it's th- yeah, it's a very interesting discussion, and thanks mm-hmm. for sharing your thoughts on that. And I had asked you earlier if you were uh, from Minnesota, and mm-hmm. your reply was, uh, "Yes, I'm born and raised. I've been here all 24 years. Um, I grew up in." It's like St. Francis Oak Grove area and moved to Andover when I was 16. I went to school there before that. We would do the long commute, but I graduated from Andover High School. Then I went to University of Minnesota Duluth for college and then moved right back here to, to Minneapolis. Cool. And I, I often ask my guests this, is it, was there like a gateway show that got you into showbiz? Oh my gosh. What actually got me into show business was... When I was when I was 16, I was at Lyric Arts uh, Main Street stage in downtown Anoka, and I was it was my first lead like true lead outside of school. Uh, I was playing seaweed in hairspray, and I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I just remember after after run and tell that seeing the audience like the, the infectious um, positive energy that's from them. I was like, wow, I want to do this as a career. I think that I can do this as a career. I would love to. This feeds my soul. <laughs> well, hairspray is a great way to get started. I love <laughs> yes. that show. Oh, it's so good. It is. Well, thank you, Reese. This has been awesome. Come back and sing some more. Oh, I will. <laughs> thank you so much. Hello, everyone. My name is Jack. Oh, these introduction circles are so awkward, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Something interesting about myself. But two things? <laughs> well, I uh, am nimble. I'm also pretty quick on my feet. Great. Let's see a few of you have heard of me. <laughs> and no, before you ask, that whole candlestick thing was a misunderstanding. I didn't know it was a trick candle. I thought I could jump over it safely. And I did! I will have you know, anyone who says that Jack can't jump over a candle is a liar. I cleared it without touching it. But the floor was not the most stable. And when I landed, I made the tavern shake, which in turn shook the table. And the candle fell. Wick first. I saw it smother itself on the tabletop. Assuming I was in the clear, I went to the bar to grab another whiskey. Little Miss Muffet was a bit shaky from the whole spider situation. And when she gets spooked, she takes comfort in the bottle, as it were. I don't know if you know her. She has a pretty successful dairy operation, curds and whey, and can afford to be a little generous. Well, when she drinks, she likes to drink with the whole bar. (laughs) 
I was not about to say no to a couple of free bevies. So there we were, having a good old time listening to the farmer talk about how his wife got chased by some tiny little mice. You probably don't know the farmer's wife, but she is shockingly handy with that steak knife of hers. And she went to town on those furry little fellas. Don't tell PETA if you know what I mean. Yikes. The way the farmer tells it, there was mouse blood all over the kitchen. Anyway, turns out the little critters were blind. <laughs> they probably had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> Laughing our heads off, the bar boy bursts in yelling, Fire! The lady who has the weird shoe house full of kids looked startled. But the Butterfingers' Lucy Lockett said that that was the boy who kept running down from the hills pretending packs of ravenous wolves were after his sheep. So we paid no more mind to it until Jack Horner ran in from a smoking back room. His face is purple as that stupid plum he keeps stuck to his hand. We found that the candle I jumped over had lit itself. Again. Now, who uses trick candles to light a medieval pub, I ask you? So the tavern burned to the ground, and I was tried for the destruction of property. You see, I don't belong here. I'm not some compulsive arsonist. I am just the plaything of fate, like the rest of us. Like you, Mary, with the stalker lamb. Of course you had to slaughter it for lamb chops. It wouldn't leave you alone. And you, Jill... I know you didn't push Jack down that hill. And you, all the king's horses and all the king's men, you just happened to be there when Humpty fell. You didn't push him. We are all wrongly accused of violent madness. Group therapy? We don't need it. Don't you try to therapy me. As God is my witness, Jack is nimble, Jack is quick, and Jack will burn this whole clinic to the ground. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. You are my sunshine, my Sunshine, my